there's a there's a relation between peaches and animal noses. Well, the wet nose, for instance. I was talking about the flesh. Of you course, the wet nose. You of see, course. you think you, you'll get an idea. Juicy nose, juicy peach, juicy nose. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 79 of Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Here we are, we're back again yeah. in the studio. Isn't it nice? It's great, yeah. It's much more friendly that way, isn't it, Steve? Yeah. Well, last, uh, last week, listeners would have got our live broadcast from yeah. the Patchings Festival, which was a lot of fun. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. We had a great day, didn't we? I think everybody enjoyed that. The, the people that were watching us, us, people that were listening to us, and all the um, people who had been very kind and commented on the live podcast on youtube which was great of course yes the the video went live and people have been really you know enjoying that mm, they want more and more and more and we want more and more and more so folks guess what we're gonna do more yeah <laughs> yeah it would be a, quite hard to do that every week oh yeah it's impossible really Steve. and we enjoy this too much i i that's true um I think that if we can half a dozen times a year, year really, I think it would probably be enough for the time being. Yeah. And maybe a couple of specials that we've, we've got under our hat. I think that might be enough because if, if you go, if you video too much, you're going to be too much of it. Yeah. Know? And I think uh, the freshness will People go. don't want to see us no. <laughs> that much, do they? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks everyone to that came along and uh, our members that uh, joined uh, th- that have joined the website they came along um we had many people coming up to us throughout the day which was really nice and uh, you saw a lot of new people as well and you've done some live demonstrating and showed off some that's of the right. projects that are actually coming up yes so uh, that's right if anyone pauses the video <laughs> at certain points <laughs> i realized that there was some new projects in I, the, I spotted that in the I shot. thought they're gonna they're gonna look at that and think. Oh, well, <laughs> well, they. I'll get to this a little bit later. I suppose we'll do an update for members later. But there is a new project uh, that we'll talk about that went out in the latest newsletter. All oh, right, that's the one that's coming up. So, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. So, how are you anyway? Uh, okay, I've got a bit of a sore throat today, Steve. I don't know why. Doesn't sound it. Well, I do know why. Can I tell you very briefly why? You can tell me okay. briefly why. <laughs> well, yesterday, uh, a couple of friends of mine and I, we went down to Leeds Castle for the day, just to, you know, two old mates, old schoolmates of mine, and we, 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 we see each other most, most weeks. And the, the problem is, both of these two friends of mine are going deaf. Oh. <laughs> they both got hearing aids. And I was travelling down yesterday. Uh, it took about an hour about an hour to get there from where we are okay and i had to shout to make both of them hear what i was saying oh no (laughs) and i think that's where my sore throats come from i mean god bless them and i love them dearly but uh dear me uh, when you've got the noise of the traffic um you know the the, again what eh? on the motorway and you have to say it louder (laughs) (laughs) oh dear so i think that's probably where i got it from that's why your voice (laughs) but i had a lovely day we really enjoyed it good how are you mate i'm all right you're in the middle of a couple of tours and working hard, aren't you? Sir? Yeah, it's a busy month for the acting. It is, which is, uh, which is great. Uh, yeah, after patchings, I was off back to London to rehearse mm. uh, on the Monday morning. That's and right. It's been really great. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, in amongst all the touring, I'm back here. 
so we can That's record right. this show. Yeah. Isn't it lovely, though, the variation that, uh, you know, it, you have in your life? It's a bit like we, I do as well. I, every morning I wake up and think, what's going to happen today? Because you never know, do you? Yeah. And, and it's exactly the same with you. And we've got such an active community as well. That, yeah. that are constantly throwing new things at us, curveballs at us, mm. ideas, mm. and asking great questions. Oh, oh, keep them coming, folks. We're not complaining at all. Not at all. You're making this show. Well, let's see what they've got in store for us today. Let's start off with some feedback. The first one is from Christine, and this is on our live podcast, which she was there live for. She was. She was in the audience. And gave us a question. Bless she did. her. So, uh, hi, Colin and Steve. What a brilliant live podcast. You did very well to not get the streamer in the background. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can't really hear it in the podcast, but there was this really noisy, I don't know what it was, some guy, I think he was doing wood carvings was, or yeah. something. It was carving, But it was yeah. so, so loud. But unfortunately, our, our mics didn't pick it up so much. It was okay. Um, so uh, there was something I meant to ask you and totally forgot. How would you do a moonlight scene over the sea with a moon in the sky and the light reflecting on the sea and crashing waves on the shoreline? Would it be possible to show us sometime? Uh, yes, I can, t- I can tell you how it's done. Definitely. You'd have to do that on dark paper. You've got no choice. You'd, I bet. You'd yeah. never, ever get the dark, you know, the, 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 the sky and everything so dark enough. So you'd have to really use dark paper for that. And that would give you really good... And would I do it? Uh, possibly, later on. I've got so many projects lined up and so many things we're lined up. I mean, what we're going to be doing mostly now, folks, because the animals seem to be undoubtedly the most popular of the subjects that we do, we're going to be concentrating really on the animals now. And it doesn't mean to say we're not going to do the still life, and it doesn't mean to say we're going to do portraits or landscapes. We are, but really it's the animals that I'm going to concentrate on over the next, um, you know, year at least. And I'm sure people will go along with that. Um, there's so much more that I can do with an animal than I can with landscape. So with the reflection for the moon mm. on the water, would you start off for the water? Would you put the white in first where the moon reflection is going to be? That's exactly what you do, yes. You put the highlight in mm. and then you would do the rest of the Yeah, you build it up that way. Because the sea, what colour would the sea be? Kind of a grey colour? Because, I mean, it's, it's if it's at night. It depends on the colour of the paper you choose. Uh, I would probably choose um, a blue Maybe a blue gra- coloured paper, a grey blue. Yeah, I would use a chew. so a cooler grey coloured paper. Yes, you could add colour to that. You see, if you if you go too dull, say you used a grey, um, you'd have to put rich colours onto that uh, dark grey, and and you can't build it up the same way as we can with the um, the paper that we use, the on grey paper. Okay, but the reason I say that we'd have to use dark paper, can you imagine how how many layers of of strength you'd have to use in fact i think you'd have to use soft pastel or polychromous for that as well you'd never ever get it dark enough okay not to work with in, in detail because cool. you don't you just want a moon and the sky and water you'd have to have some kind of um, we've got a interest great, in it we've got a great um moonlight scene down in broadstairs which uh with the pier Mm. which would provide a lot of inspiration, I think, okay. for other people, like if, mm. you know, appear, because it, it gives a bit more... Maybe happen. that's something we'll do, Steve. Maybe that's something we maybe, can do. Maybe, maybe. Mm. 
Anyway, great question, Christine, and thanks for your feedback on the live podcast. Uh, the next one is from Yvonne. She says, hi, I've just read the article on coloured pencils, the Prismacolored. We did an article about uh, Prismacolor pencils and what's the difference. I don't know whether Colin uses coloured pencils, but they're completely different medium. When I used, uh, I used them for botanical studies, and they are wonderful, but for good texture on subjects such as animals, pastels is always better. I think if I could only use one medium out of these, then I would choose pastels because they're far more versatile. Coloured pencils do erase with a good plastic eraser, but care has to be taken as this can rough up the paper and render it unusable. We talk about that, actually. We've talked about that on the mm. live podcast about using an ordinary eraser mm. and, it, and it wearing down the paper. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So... Obviously, with coloured pencils, you do that. You rub in down well, the paper. Yeah, the problem is, you see, you're, you're spirit-based. The Prismacolor is spirit-based as opposed to the chalky base that uh, we have on the pastel. Therefore, once it goes into the paper, it's in there. That's where it's meant to be. And, and the only way to get it off is kind of almost scraping it off with an eraser, and I agree with that. And you're bound to lose the texture. And if you do that, you know, really, you are spoiling the picture, I think. I think you'd have to work differently with coloured pencils, without doubt. That's why I don't use them. I don't have the versatility, which Yvonne mentions, is so important with pastel pencils. And they don't, because they're completely different, sort of, uh, they're made up completely differently, mm. they can't be combined. Oh, no, they can't. No, you can't use the two. No, you can't use pastel pencils with any coloured pencil, even a watercolour pencil, which you think, well, that's got water, water-based, and it is. You still can't use pastel pencils with that either i have tried it in the early days it doesn't work it will work with watercolor paint as we know it, uh, i've done it many times and i've showed it on video what colored pencils with watercolor no, paint? no pastel no, pencils, pastel pencils watercolor. watercolor yeah and you Can could you use, use colored pencils with watercolor i suppose you could yes but uh, i'm not sure i would okay i'm not sure i'd do that okay Interesting. Well, thanks for your feedback, uh, Yvonne, on that uh, article. And, of course, there's more articles on our blog if anyone out there wants to have a little browse. There's lots of things we cover on there. Okay, so moving on to some questions. First one is from Anne in New Zealand. Hi, Colin. Is the colour shaper used at all times that you put pastel to paper? Is it also used with the soft pastels too? That's a good question. That's really interesting. Now, a few uh, couple of years ago, two or three years ago, when we first started using the colour shaper. I would have said use the colour shaper only when you need to. But since then, I've used it more and more and more. But the answer is to that question is no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't use it all the time. You use it only really when you want to smooth out and create an effect, like in skin or, or um, the latest picture that I've done with, with, with uh. fur. And I, I use the colour shaper to create that kind of misty fur look uh, which is great but i think really you've got to be careful with the color shape you can over apply i think that i've got the balance perfect now so people that see the later ones and certainly the projects that are coming up i think that the color shaper shows its true worth there but really the pastel pencil onto pastel pencil is sometimes a better way you can you can over over um, blend if you over blend and you smooth it out it's just going to be like soft pastel isn't it you lose the kind of texture texture. that's exactly right steve yeah yeah Yeah. i think we've got it right right at this moment of time i can say with a good degree of certainty that 
the pastel pencil and the color shaper have got a good relationship now. So the balance with is there. all the pictures I'm doing from now onwards. And I think the last half a dozen I've done have all stopped where I need to stop and used it where I need to use it. So I think we've got it right now. But Excellent. I wouldn't use it in every... And the other question was, do I use it with soft pastel? Uh, yes, I do. You do? Yes, you can. Exactly the same way. Interesting. Very good. Okay, well, thanks, uh, Anne, for that question. Next one is from Ivana on masking tape. Hi, Colin. I find that removing the masking tape from my picture tends to rip the paper in some areas. Any possible solutions? Now, we've talked about masking tape before. Because yeah. if you get cheap masking tape, is that right? That there's, it's mm. sort of not as good? Or is it that cheap masking tape was the better one? Oh, no, I wouldn't say that was the better one. I would say if you get 3Ms... 3M's is... What's 3M's? Well, it's a, a make of marketing tape, which is recognised oh, okay. as being the best. Oh, I see. Uh, I used to use it years ago for um, picture framing. The thing I don't... The reason I don't use it now is it's expensive. And really, when you think of what we're doing, we're just chucking it away at the end of the day, uh, I get away with um, the, the cheaper masking tape. But that will stick to pastel paper. So... But really, when you rip, when you take it off, I've showed people so many times how to take the paper off, pull away from the picture. You mustn't just pull it straight off because it could rip across the picture. So you pull away from it. And really, it does take, occasionally, it does take a little bit of the paper away, but that doesn't really matter because that's the paper that's going to be below amount. Also, if you're having trouble taking, can't you just cut it? No, no. Can't you I'll, leave the tape on? No, there? I wouldn't do that. Not with no. marketing tape because of the thickness, Steve. What you're thinking about is when I do it with watercolour paper, with that sticky tape, you know, that's very thin. You just cut it. And I cut it then and I leave it on. That works okay because it's very, very thin. When you go behind the mount, you see, you don't want anything to push the pastel paper away from the mount. And if you left masking tape on it, it would give you only a tiny fraction of an inch but it's enough to push it back from the mount when that happens you get a shadow on the mount ah okay between mount and picture got yeah that can be unsightly so no don't leave it on get rid of it folks <laughs> but there's a technique which you see on every I sh- I every show, end of every picture I generally do. i've shown it so many 99 i've done it on the last two pictures on video so you're going to get lots of uh, lots of um experience you know, uh, explanations as to how to <laughs> how do to it. remove the potato <laughs> and demonstrations how to do it, <laughs> but don't leave it on, folks. Okay, but don't use expensive. I mean, it's okay to use expensive, but by golly, you know, it, it, what it I'm ra- talking about is three times the price, four times the price. Is it? And that's mm. the three M stuff. Three M, yeah. Three M. Okay, good. Okay, so we had um, another uh, picture sent into us by Brenda. Is that right? Brenda, yes, that's right. In a Tiger Cup picture. Lovely picture. And um, we just wanted to take the opportunity to talk about, because Brenda asked for some feedback. She's a member of the website. Um, We wanted to take the opportunity to just mention that we have this service that we've mentioned before, that if you send in your pictures, (laughs) um, you will give like a feedback, positive, constructive feedback. Absolutely. On the picture, uh, on the condition that we can push that out on the blog to all of our members to see. Yeah, the reason is, as I've explained to people before, we, we, we're very busy. You're very busy. I'm very busy here. And our main job is to produce the pictures and the podcast and all the other things we do. Uh, and we really don't have that, wouldn't have the time for everybody to send their pictures on for um, me to give them tips and 
advice. However, I think we owe it to our members when they've done a picture on one of my pictures uh, on the video or through the packs and want advice on it, we should give it. But the best way of doing that is to put it on a blog so that everybody else, all the other listeners, the hundreds and hundreds of people that, uh, that view us and see our Facebook page and our website, get a chance of seeing those answers. Yeah. Because some of the little gems in there, there is, with yeah. Brenda's it was a little gem because uh, she had a tiger cub and, the, and I just noticed that she could have, should have put a little bit of um, uh, dark above the eye pupil and below the eye uh, that lashes, you know. I just gave it, and she actually did do that. Sent me the picture and looked fantastic. There you go. So ah, you see, yeah. so these little gems, are tiny people can things. see on the picture as well. We attach the picture That's as right. well, and and you can That's see right. exactly where the the advice needs to mm. be applied. But it, it, like you say, it's good for all of our other members and all of our other uh, oh, invaluable. I would think. Viewers. I wished I'd had that when I was starting out. I tell you, I really do. Yeah. So many little gems. So people have got to accept, and I think they do most of the time. No one's going to criticise. I mean, in fact. Brenda's picture, Tiger Cub, was a great. I don't think she was impressed with it as I was, to be honest. I think everybody's like that. When they look at their own picture, they think, oh, I don't think much of that. But what she's going to do, Steve, interesting enough, I don't know whether you know this, in her email to me, she's going to place it to one side now and then return to it at a later date. That's a good thing because when you do that, very often when you get in out, you look at it and think, blimey, that was, I did a good job of that. I don't know what I was complaining about. Sometimes you're too close to something. Yeah, you need to be. Mm. Yeah, you need to take a step back. That's right. Good. Okay. Well, thanks, Brenda, for sending that in. And anyone else there, uh, our email addresses, or you can contact us. All our information is on our website, ColinBradleyArt.co.uk, mm. and uh, you can. And that's the service for members only. It's, yes, we have to. We have to. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about, because we've got some great feedback about this particular subject, and we mentioned it a few weeks ago, and we haven't had a chance to speak about it yet. It's our accreditation program. Yes, yes. That we've sort of started to devise. Uh, We initially put the feelers out a few weeks ago uh, on an email to our our members and then on our blog and Facebook, and we asked for your feedback and uh, whether you thought it was a good idea and something that you would go for. And I think... Well, I lost count of the yeses in their hundreds of yep. people coming back saying, yes, it sounds like a great idea. We had two no's. So two people are not, uh, you know, obviously interested in it going forward. But I wanted to just sort of talk about that and read out some of the, the good feedback um, that might sort of help clarify because we haven't fully devised it yet. But to give people an idea more of where we're heading with it, oh. because I think when you say accreditation, people think they're going to get tested and it's mm. going to be an exam. And, mm. you know, like it's you not, just said, we haven't got the time for that. No, and but it's, it's not going to be like that. No, but it's a way of recognising the hard work. Mm. So I'm going to start off with uh, Ivana's feedback on the accreditation programme. Personally, I think it would be a great idea to have a pass, credit or distinction marking, but it might make painting a little more stressful rather than just for pleasure. Okay, so the first thing I want to say about that is we're not going to be marking people's work. No, absolutely not. Uh, I can see how you would think that um, from the accreditation, but that's the first point that we should make, that it's not going to be marking. That's a negative, complete negative, because as soon as you say you've got a a poor mark, what are they going to think? That it's a poor picture. It's not. No pictures are poor. They're all good. It's just the question of scale, really. So we don't do it that way. Yeah. All right, so the next one is from Angie. Hi, Colin. I started using pastels a year ago. 
I attempted a Sabre aircraft. Wow. This was abandoned as I basically hadn't a clue what I was doing. Quite by chance, I found you on YouTube and it would uh, not be putting it too strongly to say that you have massively helped improve my work. I found a love of producing cats and dogs and I'm about to try landscapes. I will send some before and after photos when I have mastered how to use this new tablet. <laughs> okay. So yes, a sort of accreditation recognition of your pupils slash followers work would be wonderful. Great. So well up for it. That's great. Thanks, Angie, for the feedback. Okay, so just a couple of feedbacks. And we had numerous amounts of, yes, it would be great. Yes, I really want to mm-hmm. tell me more, you know. So if we tell people out there a little bit more about what's happening, again, mm-hmm. we haven't finalised it, but give people a sort of a teaser into what we're, we're thinking. So we have a lot of people that produce loads of pictures. And they learn, you have been mentioning it, and this is what prompted the idea, that how quickly people learn that's right and get better and improve it's it's insane it's uh you know in in a few pictures they've dramatically improved and we want to recognize that don't we absolutely so the kind of ideas that we've coming at the moment is that it's for members only so you have to be a member of our our community our our website and after 10 pictures yes you send us your pictures that you've done then they don't have to be our pictures like our projects no no absolutely you can learn from our videos and our Mm. projects but you can apply it to your own work yes you you just have to have completed 10 pictures really yeah with pastel pencils with pastel pencils that's really important (laughs) yeah don't send (laughs) not in oil or (laughs) colored pencils acrylic watercolors and oils yeah (laughs) Uh, pastel pencil work only and you send 10 pictures to us and we will accredit you with say for argument's sake, a bronze level. I think that's a good bronze... A bronze level. That's right. To say you're a bronze level accredited artist. Um, And what you get in that bronze level is access to uh, a special course that is sort of only for bronze level uh, people that achieve that level Mm -hmm. that is at that level. So it it will be sort of effectively tailored for you at a place where you would have completed 10 pitches because there's a certain amount of experience you get, right? Absolutely. After doing 10 pitches mm. and, and we're going to be tailoring a specific project that you get when you hit that level. That's right. And you That's also right. get a certificate uh, that we, we signed mm. by us and we, we, we will send it out to you. And on that certificate will be the evidence of your 10 pitches. That's right. Certificate to say, blah, blah, blah. Stephen Bradley has achieved bronze accreditation with Colin Bradley Art congratulations and then we will email you the access to your bronze level course absolutely so that's the the process of it and the the next stage after 10 is 25 that's right quite a big jump it is a big jump yes after 25 pitches well how how experienced do you think people are going to be after 10 25 after 25 pictures it all depends on talent really now we've got experience and we've got talent the two things don't necessarily go together this is why we can't mark people we can't do that but if you've got 25 pictures under your belt you know something about the process and the techniques of pastel pencils and you are going to be producing pictures which i would say will probably be frameable to be honest and people you looking at them friends and relatives will be aghast at what you've achieved so what we'll do i think in 25 we'll say that is you've achieved a, a really good uh, percentage 
of the techniques to create that experience with the pastel pencil. So at 25 pitches, much like the bronze, they'll get access mm-hmm. to a new project for only silver level accredited artists. Yep. And that will be a, a much harder project, but something that you would kind of mm. tailor at that kind of level of experience. Well, I'd base it, I'd base it on they've, got, they've, they've got the experience of 25 pictures, so they know the techniques and we'll, we'll tailor a project that will reflect that. Yeah. It wouldn't be too difficult to do. No. Again, obviously, you'll need to send us the evidence of your 25 pictures, um, but the, 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 you get the people will get the picture now. <laughs> get, the, get the picture with what we're saying. So the next level after 25 is 50. That's right. And that is a gold level. So yeah. it's bronze, silver. Did I say it was silver? Maybe yes, I it was. Oh, you silver, did say, but it is silver. Silver, yeah. gold. Gold, yeah. And that's where, we're, that's where we're capping it at the moment. Yep. At 50 pictures, which is a lot of pictures. It is a lot of pictures. But there's some people out there. I think there's some people who have done 50 that. pitches. Yeah. So, but that level course is going to be a corker, That's isn't gonna it? Be a that is going to yeah. be a really good project. The, but the idea is you're getting rewarded at each level. It's not oh. just saying, here's a t- certificate you've oh. passed. It's saying, congratulations, now try this as, what, as your reward. Well, that's right. And we, I can see now what's going to happen uh, in advance. People are going to say to me, I don't want to take the accreditation course. I just I'm not want... interested, but can I have that? <laughs> <laughs> the answer, I'm afraid, has got to be no. Yeah. But don't worry, these are extras. These are not... They're not in place no, of... No, they're not in place of the... We're going to continue exactly as we have done now with all the stuff that you're getting. What we're doing here is making something a little bit special as an incentive for those people who want to take that course to actually achieve it. So that's, uh, I think that's fair. And I think everybody will say it because everybody can take part in it. Every member can actually go into that. And they should do. They really should do. Yeah. And I, what I, when I first started the idea of people sending us pictures, I thought people would be embarrassed. But they're not. And they shouldn't be. I really want to make that clear. It doesn't matter. When you send a picture in to me, I look at that picture. Not, I don't judge it at all, ever. I look at it and think, right now, how can I help Steve. this person? Or, or Steve, yes. <laughs> or somebody and somebody and somebody. How can I help them? Uh, that's how I look at it. Uh, so I'm not looking at your picture and in judgment. I'm looking at it uh, the way I can help you. So please don't ever think that that's... And no, nobody else will either. No other member will look at it that way. Mm. This is what's amazed me, that people are still and sending their pictures in and uh, they're asking for these, this help, which they will get. Great. Well, there you go. Yeah, can't for more, more than that. No, you can't ask for more than that. And I, I just wanted to emphasise that because I know people are sometimes a little reticent, you know, a little bit, oh, I don't really want to show this off. I've had it myself. I've had it with the shows. People have bought, well, they haven't bought their pictures at the show. They say, oh, no, I couldn't show you what I've done. <laughs> I don't, why, for goodness sake, why not? How am I going to see? How can I help you if I don't see what you've done? Well, yeah, no, I'm too embarrassed. I, I don't, but they I don't know. They don't know that you just. No, they don't know that what I've just said about I'm not yeah. being judgmental. I'm being. How can I help you? Yeah. No. In, when I had my art classes, I had hundreds of people in my art classes over the years, and not one of them was embarrassed. And what I used to do, folks, as well, 
which is similar to what we do here in the blog. When, I, when one of my class, and we had 14 people in the class, when one of them had a particular problem, I would bring everybody else in on it. And they were more than happy to have everybody look at their Let work see, yeah. and show me. Because once again, they could see the magic of the pastel pencil being creating something that was different mm-hmm. to, to what they'd done, putting right or wrong. That was wonderful. So they were not embarrassed. No. But I do know that people are. Anyway, they won't be now. No, they won't. I've, I've put that to bed. You have. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so this quickly before we go... We're going to touch on the new subject, the peaches. Oh, yes. The still, a new still I life. I love that picture. It looks I great. I really love that picture, folks. Um, I've done quite a lot of still life in my time, but I've got to tell you that peaches picture was the best for me. Now, I wouldn't say it's the best picture I've ever done, but for me, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And there's a part of it which, you when talk you about see which... the video... Oh. oh, you can talk about what part it is. Can I? Yeah, well, because people have seen it. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, good. Well, there was a bit with the stone. Yeah, I was going to comment now, on the stone. Now, that stone in the middle... Looks the incredibly peach. difficult and complex. And I looked at it and thought, well, what on earth am I going to do? Now, bear in mind, folks, you're watching me on video live, effectively. Doing it for the first time. I didn't practice it. I looked at it and, and I said, and I said on the video, now... Um, I haven't done this before, folks. I've no idea how I'm going to do it, but let's go for it. So you see me actually produce that raw from the beginning, and I was absolutely astounded at how it came up. But that wasn't the best bit, actually. The bit surrounding it was fleshy. How do you create flesh? Yeah. And see the textures, because you've got two peaches that are... That's right. On the outside, and then That's you've got right. one sliced open. So you've got That's to right. create a different texture, That's different right. feel. And I've got to tell you that I don't think that there's another medium ever that could have produced what I produced in that centre area. It, was, I look, it looked juicy to me. I thought, how on earth, when I finished it, how on earth does it look juicy? How did I do that? But Past you'll see how I did it. Yeah, uh, I mean it was see. wonderful. So I mean it was a lovely picture and um, it's very artistic. I felt, yeah, with the background particularly. I like that offset um, uh, rather than just put a, a line across. Yes, I offset it. Slightly. I like that. It's a bit yeah, very different. slightly abstract. It's nice. Yes, so you're going to enjoy that. Well, that's going to be coming out in the next week or so. Oh, or the next seven days from the air date of this podcast. Ah, well, you're going to love that. And do have a go at it. Even you animal lovers out there, I know you want to do your fur and your eyes. I know you want to. Have a go at that. Because once you, once you do something like that, which is completely different, and you go back into your animals and your fur and your ears and your noses and whatever, it helps you. You see a slightly different technique that will definitely, without any doubt, I've proved it in my art classes, does help people an awful lot when they go back to animals. Their animals get better because of the peaches, Steve. <laughs> there's, a, there's a relation between peaches and animal noses. Well, the wet nose, for instance. I was talking about the flesh. Of course. The wet nose, you of see. Course. You think you, you'll get an idea. Juicy nose. Juicy peach, juicy nose. <laughs> <laughs> now, the stone in the middle, I can't see where how well that will help you. No, but it's interesting. <laughs> But it's interesting. It is, yes. No, it's a fascinating, fascinating subject. Good. And there's lots and lots more coming up. Well, we're not allowed to tell you. We'll cap it there. (laughs) I'll cut you off there then. Right. So, um, 
So that's we've covered quite a lot today. We've done, gone through a lot, and we've done an awful lot of good here, Steve. A lot yes. of good things. I'm sure they're going to write and say, what a wonderful podcast that was. Well, if they do, can they put it on iTunes, <laughs> where we, we have a five-star review system? That's true. And, uh, if, yeah, that brings me to that, that point. If you can write us a positive review on iTunes, we'd be most grateful. Yeah. And uh, visit our website, submit questions, colinbradleyart.co.uk, contact page at the top, and send us your questions or feedback. Or you can comment on our blogs or YouTube channels, and uh, everything's there. Right, should we call it a day now? Right, you're off back to London. I am. You are. I've got to go back. So uh, that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week.